I'm Zach. I'm Cornbread Riff, apparently. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 282 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games where Riff has been replaced with his cousin from the country, Cornbread Riff. Shit doggies. <laughs> Would you say shit doggies? Yes. Kind of. Nice. That's, that's something they say. Is that something they say where you're from, Cornbread Riff? Uh, probably not, actually, now that I think about it. Do you live in some sort of a log cabin? Um, Is that where it gets like progressively smaller or larger as you go from <laughs> one side to the other? <laughs> well, they certainly yes, don't have the other kind you. of log in Portland. It's a natural log cabin. If you think about it, they all are, you know? Mm. Or if you think about it, they're not. The log cabin might be one of the first non-natural things. Someone carved that log out of a big block of wood. Trees don't grow in the shapes of cabins, all parallel to each other with their butts all threaded together. Do you think they could? Do you think you could, like, plant a tree in a cabin mold? Hmm. You could probably plant a forest in a cabin mold. Sure. Yeah. Like a bonsai kitten? Yes. You know, Kevin's friend made that website. <coughs> I, I bet you told me that and I forgot. Yeah. I bet I knew like two years ago. He got sent to jail for like a hundred <laughs> years for it. <laughs> That's why he's never made a website since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's never been a bonsai kitten dot two. <laughs> so you have to do the sequel to a website. How come websites don't have sequels? <laughs> they, they have spiritual sequels sometimes. Really? Do you think there's like a spiritual successor to Zombocom? That's... I mean, it's still around, the original. I think so it's uh, it's the there. YouTube channel Zombocom. Okay. Does Zombocom have a YouTube channel? I bet it does. I, I bet it doesn't. I bet there's a YouTube channel called Zombocom. Okay, maybe. Maybe that's true. But why isn't there a Zombo.com2? Uh, or .com.2. Maybe .2 is the sequel. The, the, the .2 TLD is just too expensive to register with. It's too Tuvalu. expensive. It's from it's Tunisian. Yeah, it's from Tuvalu. Yeah, good. That's .tv, though. You could mm. always register well, with Tonga. Is it .tv or is it .tu with the, like... Oh, yeah, .2, yeah. With yeah, the, good. The, whatever the, like, the carving U, the, the sharp U. <laughs> I have what? no idea what you're the, talking about. Like the how in inscriptions on buildings, it's always oh, v, like the V. Yeah, yeah, I see. T T U at TV, Brutus. No, <laughs> it hasn't been invented yet, and it's also not edible. And why are you talking like a hillbilly? Because <laughs> I'm cornbread, Brutus. <laughs> I'm, corn, I'm cornbread, Julius Caesar. Because <laughs> mm. it, Brutus was asking that. Was he? I, I've lost track. Yeah. <laughs> it was Caesar who said at at TV Brute. I see. <laughs> no, you've, you're confusing. I'm Brute B. My twin brother Brute A is. Uh, he's, busy, he's busy like beating up other people. He's across the street. Yeah, stabbing some other. He's stabbing some dictator. other statesman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Stabbing that guy invented the Waldorf salad. I, the guy who invented the Waldorf salad. Yeah. Okay, I had to reconstruct that based on a, hearing about every other 30th of a second of it, because uh, you were cutting out really badly. Cool. That'll be entertaining for our listeners. The Waldorfian section. You should just apply that filter to what listeners hear when Rift talks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, is that a, that's probably a filter. That's a setting in Reaper. Fuck this all up. Band, no, band it's, pass. It's called a ring modulation. Okay. 
ring modulation? Uh, also known as amplitude modulation. Does, isn't it just like a high pass filter that just is like cuts everything off? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, what you want is like a volume envelope on a square wave, right? Yeah. I don't think I can do that. Why not? I, because I, I don't think that's a feature anyone wants. <laughs> like, hey, just look. Wow. Up, I bet Reaper has ring modulation. Okay. Why? Wh- Why is it called that? I forget. I think it has to do with math. Hmm. Maybe it's because it makes a ringing noise when you do it. When you do it, like a te- yeah. like yeah, it rings like a telephone. Like okay. the way that they initially discovered it was by accidentally plugging a telephone into the soundboard. <laughs> so whenever anybody would call, it would fuck the sound all up, and they were like, "Oh, oh, that's what happens when the phone rings." Or do you think that's right, that yeah. that's how they invented telephones? Is they were pl- mustn't on the soundboards, and they made this noise, and, it, and the other room was like, "What the fuck is that?" And you're like, "You can hear me from the other room." <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the. That was the first conversation on a telephone. The canonical yeah. story of yeah, somebody. Yeah, Mr. Watson, the, what the fuck? What? How did? What is? Hmm. This, what is he? The song is not going to be very good, but I feel like that's not the important thing about today. <laughs> also, I just I just spilled battery acid on my pants. I need you to come take my pants off. I don't know what. I don't know what he needed. What did he need from from Watson? I don't remember. I, I think he needed applause. Watson, I need you to win at Jeopardy. Hmm. Is that is Watson the one that won at Jeopardy? I'm thinking of Ken Jennings. Deep deep Watson. Ken Jennings, I need you to be really good at go. <clears throat> How you guys been? Okay, I'm I'm good. not a hundred percent over my cold or flu or whatever, but it's uh, it's mostly gone. You sound much better. Yeah, I feel I feel much better. So, Kevin's been recovering from being sick. Riff, what have you been recovering from? Um, not being, being sick. Yeah, being not Oh, I'm cornbread, sorry. Cornbread, cornbread Riff, what are you recovering from? Recovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are you recovering from? I don't really know how to do a good hick accent. <laughs> <laughs> you have to uh, stuff your cheeks with jicama. Mm, and then what? you just sound like that naturally. What's jicama? With jicama. I got it right away. It's like a turnip kind of. Have you never had jicama, Riff? I've never even it's, heard of it. It's, yeah, it's it's like a white. It's, it's a spelled white, with a J. It's kind of like potato consistency if you've never had uh, turnip. <laughs> Wait. What? I know what a turnip huh. is. Like un- uh, you know what a turnip is? Yeah. Okay, so jicama is kind of like a turnip. It's a little sweeter, yeah. a little crunchier. Like it's it's got the texture of an uncooked potato, and I don't think you really cook it generally. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had it cooked. I've only ever had it raw. It's good though. Hmm. I I I eat it every day. Yeah, G I J I C A M A G I J I C I M A. I think I've seen that referred to in print. Gigi Kama. Oh, but you've just never heard it said. I've never heard it said. Yeah. Or eaten it. Right. Anyway, if you put some of that in each cheek, you'll sound like a hick when you talk. Okay. I'll keep that in oh, mind. But only if you're but only if you're doing an AMA. Uh-huh. Right. Ah uh, God. My I'm a hillbilly whose mouth is stuffed with jicama. Ask me anything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. <clears throat> what are you recovering from, Jim? Uh the 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 headache that lasted two weeks is now almost gone, so it's probably not a tumor. Oh man. Whoa. I don't know that you 
I don't know that I was aware of your I, I, two week long. Why, why would I tell people about my two week long that's headache? Awful. <laughs> that's exactly why I wouldn't like what what it's. I'm okay. Were you I would have been sympathetic. I would have medicating cool. for I it. I would have offered you... you kind words and aspirin. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Were you like ibuprofening? Nice. Yeah, occasionally. Tylenoling. Occasionally. Yeah. I. I. It's, I'm pretty sure it was. I was uh, having the best effects with decongestant. Okay. So, so maybe a sinus situation. Yeah. Maybe. Did you ever okay. go through a phase where you didn't like taking medicine? Mm, nope. Okay. Good. I'll. Well, medicine's always great. I regret. I didn't take cold medicine for years and years and years because I felt like it only ever treated the symptoms and the symptoms were part of what was like making you better. So it was a bad idea to take cold medicine. But huh. then I realized that that was dumb and I was dumb. Is Were you right? Well, no, I don't think so. The, so a, a friend pointed out, it's like, well, the symptoms of a cold are often your body just like telling you not to exert yourself because it's using it. So like the mm -hmm. reason that you feel like shit is so that you will lie down. And if you take some medicine that makes you not feel like shit and then lie down anyway, you'll, you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Do you think that there's uh the death is similar? It's just something your body is telling you to like s slow the hell down. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, it's time to stop being alive. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you just take some medicine, take a nap to prevent forever, death, but you take a really long nap. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a time in my life where I had like the flu or something like that for a week and I would take NyQuil every night to go to sleep and like taking the NyQuil was like the best part of the day. <laughs> it was just like, fuck yeah, I get to take this shot of NyQuil and it's never been as good since. Yep, still chasing that dragon. Yep. Like NyQuil has never been as good since, or life has never been? No, no. Life is great. Okay. You <laughs> just have to double the dose no, every I just time. Mean, uh, yeah, you start go. out with one shot of NyQuil on one square of a chessboard. <laughs> and by the end, you're drowning in a lake of NyQuil. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, Ny NyQuil has just been never... Actually, I'd like... Haven't they changed the... Uh, isn't the there like a... What just happened? Uh, Riff fell off the call. Mm. <clears throat> and he's reminding me that there's a disco happening. Oh, because he said he disconnected. Uh, no, I said no. disco. But, oh. Yeah. So. Thanks cool. for inviting us to the disco, Cornbread Riff. It's cool that that kind of music is still in style in the backwoods where you live. That's right. That's that's all we got. I've got this pair, I've got this headphone in my ear on backwards. How, Why is that? How can you tell? Uh, Because I put it in that way. Because it's the 90s. Um, You're wearing them crisscross it's, style. It's because... There are these, like, I, th I think this is like either, uh, I think this might be like an Apple earbud like Apple, thing, I, or it I, could be an Apple it's knockoff. Not. It's got this speaker on the back that's louder than the speaker pointing in my ear. Really? What? I don't think it's a speaker on the back. It's, it's a microphone that's for the, like, noise canceling thing. Uh, well, okay. okay. That might be what it is. Um, but, but the sound is coming out but, of the back. But there is sound than... that is coming out of the back louder than the sound coming out of the front. That's odd. So. <clears throat> you could put in the other earbud. That's another way of doubling the volume. Yeah, but then I couldn't hear you guys. Sure you could. Maybe not. But you could just hey, read you don't lips. listen to us anyway. What? <clears throat> no new taxes. I watched the movie Green Room. What are you saying? Which was very, very, very good, and I recommend it to everybody, except I think maybe Kevin would hate it, because uh, it gets real gory I at times. Like the color green. You don't like rooms. violence, and there's a bunch of... There's yeah, so Kevin doesn't like violence? 
Have you seen the the uh, previews for the movie uh, Free Fire? No. I think it is somebody who's real mad at Freefs coming out uh, new new. It's coming out soon, uh, and it's got like Charlotte Copy the. Um, You're making up the, syllables. The, 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 the Patreon backer, District Nine actor, uh, and some other people that you probably have heard of, um, and. It's all the entire movie is just people shooting each other, basically. Like <clears throat> for fun? Uh, I think they get into it. Yeah, it's they, like it's like a gun. It's like a gun purchase gun, such a gun scenario fun, that goes awry. Gun fun oh, club. the okay, right. The movie that's just one like sustained gunfight, like yes. in a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. That it's like a comedy. That does not seem appealing to me at all. For example. As, as if we're talking about movies. This Green Room is not at all like Green Room is just like a totally formulaic horror movie, but I it's saw. it's one that gets everything right, and the bad guys are Nazis, so that's fun and timely. Okay. And the the protagonists oh, are like a okay, punk band. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's real, real good. I I highly recommend it. It's got like ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes too, that's and it's good. just like some low budget horror movie. It's There's got a, who? It's got somebody. Some Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. That's right. He's Patrick not Dempsey. amazing in it. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> um, St. Patrick. I saw I saw Logan, which also has Patrick Stewart in it. Does. Pat- see, Logan, Patrick Stewart was fantastic in Logan. Yeah. He's just okay in Green Room. He's not. Hmm. He's such a despicable character. That, mm. yeah. um, but he's also just not, there's not a lot of, because he's just so villainous, there's not a lot of nuance Ro- to it the way that there are with some of the other like some of the Nazis have somewhat likable does he characteristics. kill people with his mind uh, well he sometimes uses his mind to control his hands which in turn control weapons that kill people so okay. in a way in a way all right Darth Vader did kill your father uh, with I his saw mind. a movie this past week that I really enjoyed and also recommend everybody it's called Sing Street have you seen that no is it a cartoon about is it a musical cartoon it is not a musical cartoon okay it is it is uh there's music in it uh but it's it's a real sort of like i don't know feel good movie it's set in ireland it's not about like penguins doing nope. karaoke nope what am i thinking of happy feet <laughs> sesame street <laughs> there's a movie called sing okay which is probably what you're thinking of okay that's that's a, that's an animated movie where penguins where are singing penguins karaoke. Penguins and other animals are singing like in a competition. Okay, yes. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, sorry. Yes, no. This is called Sing Street. This is this is a 2016. This is a sequel. Movie. This is the gritty <laughs> urban reboot of Sing. I actually I saw Sing recently as well. I, I'm watching movies alphabetically, and uh, it was also pretty good. There's a sequel to it, Sing Sing, which takes place in prison. Right. Are there any movies that the sequel is just, just the the, the name of the movie, the first movie twice, like Jaws, Jaws, <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Okay, right. That was the sequel to Kiss Bang Kiss Bang. Kisses to kisses, bang is to bang. There's a Kiss Bang, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. Kiss 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 Bang Bang Bang. <laughs> there's. There was that kids movie based on the Ian Fleming book, Chitty 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 oh, Bang Bang right, Bang. Right. <laughs> kisses to Chitty as Bang as to Bang. Yeah, Kisses that's to right. Chitty as, as Bang as to Bang. Yeah, that was the <laughs> the, the original syllogism. <laughs> Socrates is a terrible golfer. Um, 
Sing Street is uh, an Irish feel good yeah. movie. Yes, it is. It's really, it's, it's really fun and you should watch it. But people don't sing in it? They do. No, there's, there's, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> there's music and it happens, but yeah. it's really good. Are there streets? Yeah. Are there realms? Is it a music? <laughs> is it a musical? It is you not exactly. It's not a music. No, it's not a musical. There is music in it. It's, but it's like not, it's not a musical. Okay. There are some songs. Do you consider Beauty and the Beast a musical? Yes. If it were Sing Realm, I'd watch it. <laughs> well, what if, even if only to be disappointed that there were no realms in it? Right, yes. Okay. Is Ireland a realm? Sure. Then it, it's, it's, yeah, what is in a realm? What does something need to be a right. realm? It needs to have been sold to you by a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, if you're asking me a literal question, like, what, what do I want out of a realm? I just want to be convinced of like it's a convincing sense of place. Okay. So that's what you mean when you ask if a game has realms? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is this is a place places sing street. Sure. So yeah. That's, that's got some realm. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> huh. So dictionary just says a kingdom or a field or domain of activity or interest. So the united realm. Mhm. Specifically specifically a kingdom. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think of realm as like place, but fantasy. I think of it as probably having some kind, kind, which, kind, which of, is, kind, which of, is which is actually pretty close to what I think when I think of a kingdom, like a name of a of some sort of ruler, mm. right? Like a realm. Okay, Camino Real, like a duchy <laughs> or a county, Casino Realm. Yeah, Casino Realm. Oh man, we fell out of my ear because I've got these earbuds on backwards. <laughs> Yay! Your back riff. He Yay. didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> Cornbread Riff, you're much quieter than regular Riff. Man, b- between um, between recording shows, when I went to, I put the, uh, you know, our K- our most recent KOL show recording uh, on Dropbox for you, and accidentally in the process started playing it through uh, through iTunes and didn't notice immediately because I didn't have my headphones on right away. But then I was listening to a, a short YouTube video and and heard like myself laughing for a second. I was like, "Wait, what was that?" <laughs> and I didn't hear anything. And then, like five minutes later, I heard myself laughing. And I was like, "Wait, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on?" And that's when you realize that you are Cornbread Riff, Riff's cousin, visiting right. from the hills, Country Riff yeah. and City Riff. What do you cook your cornbread in? Uh, Riff? A, a cone did you did you buy one of those pans that is nothing but edge oh that'd be good so I, that would be a good idea cornbread would be, a good, be cornbread real good in pan. that yeah. Alton Brown hates why? those things why I don't know he thinks they're stupid so Alton Brown thinks everything did, is stupid did he specifically say that he was just like that? this is a shitty maze I can't figure it out uh, that's how you know Alton Brown is a cat and not a hamster right <laughs> yep yeah, he just wasn't. He's like, I'm not interested in this. Give me a Alton fish. Alton Brown does sound like a species of something, mm. right? Oh, that uh, that horse is an yeah, Alton yeah. Brown. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Are there any conical cooking devices? Sifters. Okay. Funnels. Yeah. There's like a like a like a a Brazil nut separator. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think like I. I mean, funnels 
count as like cooking implements, but they're not something you cook something in. Oh, I see. If you're trying to like make something, well, you, there's there's molds. A wok is kind of a cone, I guess. In a bowl, <laughs> a plate. <laughs> like well, you cook things in a wok, rip- not. <laughs> I mean, I guess you oh. could microwave something in a funnel. <laughs> you could put a cork in a funnel, <laughs> fill it with cornbread batter, yeah. put it in the microwave, and make walk, a microwave cornbread away. cone. Yeah. Once I put brownie batter in a Ooh, waffle how, iron. How'd that go? Mm. How'd that turn out? It, it was the wrong consistency, and I had to spend like 15, 20 minutes oh. cleaning it out. <laughs> did, did it? Did you get to eat it? I mean, I ate, uh, like, I... I when I was cleaning it out, I put it in my mouth. <laughs> okay. So sort of. Just the entire waffle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just suck on it for a while. And... Just like a big lollipop. Right. It's a cake pop with a waffle huh. iron like embedded inside of it. Quarter size waffle irons. Yeah. I'd be into those. Like the like they make waffles the size of a, a 25 quarter. cent piece? Yeah. Like not not a quarter of the normal size, just a, like the size of a huh. quarter. That seems like you you just have to have like a thimble <laughs> full of batter yeah. that you pour yeah. into it. The problem with like. Well, but you could do 25 of them at a time. Five by five. Okay. Uh, the, the pro- yeah, that's the problem with pancakes or crepes or waffles is that you can never make just enough batter for a single serving. It's impossible. And that so that seems like a challenge. Yeah. yeah. All right. You, you you make a YouTube video of yourself doing this, and I'll watch it. You know, the real problem with pancakes is that they're boring and not very good. Crepes are great. I like crepes a lot. By themselves. <laughs> You know, it doesn't take much to make a crepe really tasty. Well, like, okay, but but it takes absolutely anything else because you don't eat them by themselves. Like you sugar or, or I've never eaten a plain crepe. Right. Here's something that and I've okay. never eaten a plain pancake either. Unless you're having but like a usually just dessert and- crepe with fruit in it, there is never a case where you would not be better off using eggs instead of a crepe. Well, wait, as a what? vessel for whatever like ham and cheese or whatever you eggs. Were. Yeah, like fried eggs. Just make an omelet. Uh, I make a frittata. Listen, I, I love crepes an omelet. Is like dessert but stuff. Like, it's not. I wouldn't put. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't put strawberries omelet. in an omelet. <laughs> but, no, that's what I said. If you're not oh, making sweet uh, ones, oh, okay. like no, I like I, I love an omelet, but like a savory crepe is great. Like, yeah, it just would be better if it was eggs instead of that I, crepe. Sometimes I put eggs in the crepe. <gasps> what? With the other stuff, you're like... Do you ever make an ice cream cone with eggs instead of... Which is like a hard-boiled egg instead of ice (laughs) cream? Just a scoop of mashed potatoes? I'm going to now. Oh, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, why aren't there savory cones? Savory sundae? (laughs) I guess they're... They used to sell those, like, space cones at Disneyland. Uh, Like a turkey leg is kind of a savory cone. (laughs) Handwiches, they called them. They were in... Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. Handwiches? Yeah. Because sandwiches you don't hold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have to prop them up in the sand if you want to. Right. You just bury one in in the sand and eat it from the top down. Is that related to a hand of fruit? Right. (laughs) Man, if you had a handwich and a hand fruit. Yeah, you'd have one for your hands. Manwich and a manwich and a man fruit. Put them together, you get a fruit witch. She just cast. She turns you into a <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> uh, you know, I played uh, almost all the way through Thimbleweed Park. Uh, oh yeah, which came oh. out is since it, the is last it good? show. Yeah, it is. I like it. Um, I got. Did you? Did you like go to a walkthrough? I started doing that no. today. No, 
I got so I got I got eight or nine hours into it, and so it, it's got the, a lot of the things that make it good are also the things that made it incredibly frustrating to me at the point where I got to. Um, yeah, I believe that it is it is incredibly open world. Like almost everywhere that you can go and everything that you can do is available to you right off the bat. But there are certain very critical junctures in various puzzles that require an event to have occurred or the game to have moved on to a new act where certain things change. And it doesn't do a super good job of communicating to you which things you can be doing and which things like, oh, you can't actually make any progress on this right now. Yeah. Often the there's there is a clearly a system whereby the game is trying to communicate to the player like what they're supposed to be doing next, which is that like when you switch to a certain character, they will often say, "I should be focusing on whatever mm. to just get this over with." But it seems like they didn't have time to really fully bake that I, system. I saw someone I forget who this was on Twitter talking about how the open worldness means that um, when you solve a puzzle, it doesn't necessarily advance you in anywhere else mm. yep except except when it does right right and th- then it's like i will often i will solve the puzzle and then the next six puzzles are essentially already solved because i've already got whatever item culminated from doing all of the previous steps of that puzzle like four hours ago right um but the things that the, the so, so there was a thing that held me up which was that I, like i needed to get a thing and i needed I'm going to just say this because it's not really useful. I needed some gloves in order to get a thing, and I wasn't sure if I had ever seen any gloves or not. I didn't think that I had, and I kind of looked around various places and didn't find them, and then I asked in the Slack for, like, an oblique hint because I was like, I am just going to look this up otherwise because the next step is go everywhere and click everything right. to see if there are gloves, right? Because I know that I need gloves to solve this puzzle. Glove compartment? Ha-ha, there, there are no cars. Okay. Um, and it turned out that there was just... Is, is that a story thing, that there are no cars? Uh, no. Okay, it's just that there happened to there be... There just happened to not be any. Um, you know what? There are some cars. Yeah, I lied. But you never go in them? There's one that you go in. You don't drive it. Zach, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a real mess. Um, Did you actually play GTA? <laughs> <laughs> well, I played Red Dead Redemption. That's why okay. there were no cars. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so once I, like, and, you know, I knew this was going to happen, but it was like once I tapped the walkthrough thing, it was like, well, fuck. Now I'm just going to look at a walkthrough every time I get stuck. Yeah, because don't do that. But the thing is, I'm at this point where every time I get stuck, it's like, well, I just have to go everywhere and click everything to find the thing that I need in order to to solve this. And they're often just like, I didn't pick up a thing in the one of the very first rooms in the game because I didn't like realize that it was a thing that you could pick up. And it doesn't make any sense that that's the thing that you would use to solve Mm. this puzzle. And it doesn't. It it feels like you could solve this by going back and being more thorough about the first couple of areas. But doing that 
every time you get stuck. Well, no, but like because often a single pass through, unless it changes the state of the the initial rooms. Like sometimes it does. I mean, like, it, so the other thing is, I just don't want to do that. Sure. I don't want to spend an hour going through places that I've already been, seeing yeah. if there's anything new that I can pick like, up. Like that, it's as it, as someone who has just recently made a game with a big open area that you can easily like miss something and wander forever looking for it. That is one of the hardest design problems to figure out how to... Well, make it so that there's four different ways to proceed. Uh, that was one thing that I did a bunch of. Or yeah. uh, just make sure that... So that, so that if you know make sure that the object you need to unlock the puzzle is a thing that makes sense. I think I feel like helps, too. That's... That is something I never did. That's hard. Because it's, like, it's always going to make sense to you. Yeah, I mean, it's not... The, this is... This game was really good about everything having like pretty comprehensible solutions. And if you're paying attention, you know where to go to get things or whatever. But then, man, there was another puzzle that I got stuck on. And I just, I sort of glanced at a walkthrough to see like, should I even be doing this now? Like that, that was the, the main yeah. thing that like not knowing whether this made any sense. And even knowing what I was supposed to do. It still took me like three tries to interact with all of the things in the right order to do the thing. And so like I am confident that I would have been stuck there forever. Hmm. Like even if I had figured out like what and it's like do. going back to it, th this there's this there's this woman that you're talking to. And if you go into a certain conversation branch, she will like tell you that she will she will give you what is a clue for how to solve the puzzle. See, the other thing is like. You can have conversations with all of the NPCs, and they're all pretty funny, and there's, like, a bunch of different people that'll just, like, there's a woman who used to be a baker, and she'll tell you bakery jokes, and there's a woman who, there's a guy who works at the mail, at the, at the post office, and he'll tell you mailman jokes, and it's it's great. There's there's a ton of just, like, the kind of, like, Ron that's, Gilbert yeah, that's right writing I like in this yeah. stuff. But um, often there are also puzzle clues hidden in there. Like, you go into the newspaper office, and there's, like... 30 newspapers that you can mouse over to see what the headlines are. And wow. like three of them are puzzle clues and huh. 27 of them are jokes. And like, that's tough. You know, it, it like, it's something that we've dealt with a lot is like, it's how do you have a game with a lot of you text? Get 27 and, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you make it clear which things are like relevant text about a change in the game state and which things are just jokes Right. And that's hard if you want to be able to just make arbitrary dumb jokes, you know, so you kind of have to spend some time developing a vocabulary for that. And this, you know, it's it's not there's not so much writing, but like it was basically like I I didn't exhaustively plumb conversation trees with every NPC because a lot of the time it's just fluff and I don't necessarily care that much about a given like very minor character. But yeah, yeah, that's sort of like. I remember playing adventure games in like 1994 and having nothing else to do with my time and taking literally every dialogue branch, just exhausting everything in the game, reading everything in the game because that's, it was entertaining and I had nothing better to do. That's so not the case now. Yeah. For anybody. Maybe um, kids. Even, even kids, they've got like, there's so many things they could be. They could be, be dicking around on Facebook right now. Yeah. Yeah. They could be sexting. They could be. Um, Snapchatting. But that said, like, it sounds like I will probably enjoy this game if I just play with the walkthrough open. I would not. I, At least for me, the first, like, five or six hours of the game, there was plenty of stuff to do that yeah, was pretty easy like, to figure uh, out. You guys remember, like, when we played Dropsy, 
Um, I played that game without any intention of ever finishing it. And just like, just going up, going places and talking to people and doing things. And I never hit yeah. a wall and I never felt like I was, I exhausted what I could do. And I wasn't really paying too much attention to clues or what would be a puzzle solution. And as a result, it was just really light, enjoyable, like... And it's, I feel like I had way fewer moving parts. Like, I haven't played Thimbleweed Park yet, but, like, I've seen character sets of 50 or 60 or 100 characters or whatever. There's a ton of characters in that. Not that, that many, but even, but even like... It seems like it. Even if it had that stuff, I, like, the, the difference was that, um... I wasn't going in trying to win. Yeah. Whereas this, I really want to finish this. I mean, I want to see yeah. how it goes. Yep. There's theory, like all of the characters have sort of competing, not competing, but potentially incompatible motivations. Something that this game does that I think is a really good idea is essentially every character at every moment has a to-do list that you can check. Every character that you are playing yeah. or every character that you interact with? That you are playing. And you play five yeah, characters. Yeah, at, 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 at peak. peak times, you're you're switching between five different characters. Oh, it's not the same five throughout their game? It is, but not, sometimes sometimes some of some them will be unavailable. Okay. Yeah. Um, early on, the times when I was getting stuck was always because a new character had been made available to me, and I didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> um, how, how do they convey that? They just don't. How do you How find do you out? Switch uh, by mousing it because you start with two characters, and I would just like go to switch from one to the other and notice a third or a fourth or a fifth one had been added. Like, I think they all happen at specific intervals where you will learn about a character, and then you will play a little flashback where you play as that character for a minute, and then that character is just available to you. But it it was a surprise to me all three times that it happened to to find out. Oh, I can just now go, and there's a whole new area available to me um it's real good i'm i'm happy with it and i i'm gonna continue to play it and if i get stuck for 10 minutes i'm gonna look at a walkthrough to see what to do next and then you know or just forward search in a like i will find myself at a puzzle where i need a thing and i will think this could be something that i could have gotten nine hours ago or it could be something that's in a room that i don't know about right right and just knowing that is enough to just like make it not seem like the entire game is a possibility space that I have to exhaustively check every every nook and cranny of yeah um, that and Hearthstone is more or less all I've all I've been playing I'm excited about Hearthstone yeah there's a new expansion coming out tomorrow we think it's, it's not just a new expansion it is uh, they are retiring a bunch of cards and wow so it's, it's they're making the game smaller for a bit, yeah. So, it, I mean, they they adopted a thing like a year ago where they roll out the they roll they rolled the first like three expansion sets out of sort of contemporary standard play, and this is the second time that's happened. So, a bunch more cards are going away, but they're also retiring some of the basic cards that were supposed to always be in standard because they were just like these cards are too good. Yeah, they're, they're being like, run in like basically every deck, which makes the meta, you know. Less interesting. 3% less interesting. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that's a good decision, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's the having more variety and more sort of interesting choices to make, I think, is it's well, worth losing some so of the cool it, cards. Are people like 
I don't know how this. Do you like own cards? Do you, yep. You yeah. might you have purchased a card that now you can't use. Are you going to be frustrated by this? You, you can it. always use it in what is called wild format, which is just everything goes. Mm. Um, but and there are certain like sanctioned methods of play that are wild. So like there's like single player stuff that you can do that you can use whatever. I think whatever a card. lot of people that are more casual prefer the standard sets because there's just less to think about. With in the wild sets the possibility space just grows every time they add a new card um and the game sort of only ever gets faster so the more power that you have available to you the less likely you are to like survive past the fourth turn in the in the current meta for wild um it's a good video game yeah yeah you guys seem to like it i'm excited to open all my packs (laughs) yeah Yeah. they, they did this thing where they sold you a bunch of packs like six weeks ago, and then you just had to sit there and watch them like unopened because oh. they haven't because they, until they launched the expansion. Oh, it's like waiting for Christmas. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Is there like there's a, there's a little bow? There's a bow, on it. There's yeah. a bow how, on it. how good is the the pack unwrapping interface? It's real, really solid. real satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Blizzard. It's like chunky as okay. fuck. Okay, yeah. there's like some a bunch of sound effects and a bunch of particle effects and like a voiceover anytime something exciting happens. Like you get a car. Yeah. Golden common, <laughs> legendary, <laughs> and le- when you get a legendary, if any of your friends are online, it informs them that you've opened. You just opened a legendary, so they can just they're, they're out grocery shopping and like their yep. phone says legendary. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want an app that's just that card opening interface because I don't I, I don't care just about the s- game, but I I did really like opening those packs. Well, that sounds real nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can get that app. It's like two dollars every yeah, time you want to play it. <laughs> that's kind of the thing I want to avoid. Well, you could get you could pay forty bucks and then, uh, have, like, <laughs> ration it out one per day or something. Yeah, for over a month. I usually, when I have a bunch of pre-order packs from a new expansion, I try to open. I'll open five of them and then I'll shut it down and I'll come back like an hour later and just open to, five more of them. Yeah, just to just to prolong the excitement. Get out. Yeah, do it do it throughout. Can you like over a couple of days while I'm working? Can you like disconnect the internet right before you open them <laughs> and then restart the program and do it again? Mm, no. I don't think so. It, it very much is an online only experience. It's not like a fire emblem thing where you can keep <laughs> deleting the app and re-downloading <laughs> it until you start with the perfect draw. Right. Did anybody else, any of us play that? I downloaded it and I got so frustrated with how long it was taking to get into to anything. It is like that's something that I think of that that as being like part of what it is it is to be a Nintendo game now. Except there are some games where they just like somehow they're like there's maybe one team at Nintendo that knows how to not do that and they made Breath of the Wild and Pokemon Picross. <laughs> <laughs> Like, which is the only time I've ever seen a skip tutorial button in a, in a Nintendo game. Like, yes, uh, I know how to play Picross. Thanks. Mario Run. Oh, I, yeah. I remember Mario that. Run just is, being... Mario Run's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's something that, like, they did a really good job in Breath of the Wild, and I somehow I really doubt that this philosophy is going to, like, actually catch on there. I think the... I don't know, man. I think that the I think that the crazy critical and consumer success of Breath of the Wild, they would be fools yeah, to not. I agree, but and, and I, I, hope I don't. I hope you're right. And I don't think that they're fools. You know, I mean, yeah. that, like, 
I think it was a is risk. It, is that why they're bad at golf? That they took. You're doing that syllogism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iwata is bad at golf because he's dead. Why, <laughs> why did Iwata fall out of the tree? <laughs> yes. mm. You played anything, Kevin? Uh, I played a game on based on your recommendation. Uh, I think it's called Factory Missions. Oh, yeah. It's made by the same person that did Reactor Idol and Factory oh, Idol. Yeah. And is that the Reactor Incremental person I don't know. that we met who worked at Zaktronics? I don't know. Or is it somebody doing similar? Like, it had a lot of sprites in common with Factory Incremental. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you had pitched this as, like, the thing that you wanted, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And it it was a bunch of bite-sized little boards to build your your sort of incremental factory on sort of puzzle like and it just had like a fixed goal but it was really thematically boring it was like super the, boring. it's like this machine produces red boxes and this machine produces blue boxes and you need to get five red ones into here and five blue ones into here yeah and it that was, was all super it was. abstracted like, out and way just way less interesting because of even it. if it had just been like this machine produces umbrellas and this yeah. machine produces handbags <laughs> and <laughs> like uh, this these are just like the the pickups from donkey kong right, is right. what i'm like, <laughs> this machine produces little telephones little, little and wheelbarrows full of cement yeah like <laughs> um yeah yeah i don't know why i like i i sort of did the easy puzzles and then the the medium puzzles got real hard and still hadn't the theming hadn't gotten interesting i like because it it was billed as like you'll eventually be making all sorts of cool things with your factories and i was like uh that should have started way earlier because I'm tired of moving colored boxes around. Yeah, it's weirdly dull theming because it's it just it could be anything, and yep. why is it not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, it seems like that's not what the guy is interested in. Sure. Right. I mean, like the guy is interested in like the weird math and the and the geometry of things, like yeah. Maximizing efficiency and I uh, so I've been stuck on the same puzzle in Cosmic Express for like oh, two weeks now or whatever and it's frustrating. Uh, how, how much how much time have you put into it? That well, one level, several hours. Uh, I'm like I I just I have started just putting it away and coming back to it every couple of days and looking at it. Are there of, other levels you could be doing? No, I'm, it's the like I'm I've done everything that I can. I think if I beat this, it, I will unlock some additional levels. But mm. it's I've I have exhausted everything that I can do up to this point. Uh, and I got I mean in beta testing, I also got here and was like, okay, I trust you that there's a solution to this, but I can't solve this. And it's I mean this game seems to be the like. Yeah, the Desi Hot of of video games. Like Desi Hot is the spicy level beyond the maximum spicy level on the menu at the Indian food truck that we get our Indian <laughs> fusion burritos from. You know, like the there's always like a one level past that that's usually named after the cook right. or whatever. Yeah, this is this is that, but for puzzle, puzzle game difficulty. Yeah. Hazeled and hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what H H means. uh so so because of that i've gone back and i've been looking at other puzzle games that i haven't finished and there's a lot of them 
There's a lot of there's a lot of puzzle games out there with are, a bunch of really hard levels. Are they all Alan Hazelden? No, no. There's a bunch of there's a pretty wide variety. Uh, Did you finish Steven Sausage Roll? Oh yeah, yeah. That game is the perfect puzzle game. I That's don't, real like, cool. It is so I'm... so good. It is like, ah, uh, I look forward to being able to like share that with somebody else's children someday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's some, some niece. Yeah, if you did have kids, like all they're gonna want is to play catch, and <laughs> yeah. all you're gonna want is for them to play these like esoteric ugly bullshit puzzle esoteric games. puzzle games. Yeah, I mean not bullshit, you know. Like I, I get it. I understand why it's good, but yeah. even you know, yeah. Uh, There's a recipe for disappointment. After after finishing Steven Sausage Roll, I went back and finished Snakebird, which was another game that I had stopped because it was too hard. I'm waiting for Snakebird for babies. Okay. Which is a real thing. I don't know, like, if I talked about this. No. What do you call a baby snake? Hmm. A snack? Snack. (laughs) Please no snack. God. There, There was, like, the most... There was this... And if you're listening, I'm sorry. There was this real... This kid played west of loathing at the demo at pax east and he was the, he was the most oh, just I like you were just issuing a general apology to all listeners reddit just walking reddit oh yeah is how is that th- this guy is- what he like he kept saying every time the the rattlesnake dude attacks you in west of loathing a oh, snack snack did a boop snack did a boop snack did a boop snack did a boop he did a boop snack did a boop like Jesus Christ! Well, really, like, I, did, I, I missed this entire yeah, incredible like, man. Like this is how I I feel like all tweens behave when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I think this is just normal. Yeah, Schrodinger's Schroding, teens. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yep. not watching. You don't know what state they're in. If you're not, yeah, the, until they're Snapchatted, they, they, they don't have any behavior until it's Snapchatted. It's, <laughs> the waveform collapses. <clears throat> Uh, I think it's actually called Snakebird for Children. Okay. This upcoming game that is just, it's just Snakebird, but easier. Huh. That's cool. Easier puzzles. Yeah, like, I got stuck. So I I, I told this story already, but I I played, like, enough of the Snakebird demo to feel like, yeah, I like this game, and I paid, like, six bucks for it after I finished all the demo levels, and then I couldn't finish a single non-demo level. Oh, wow. It was just, like, instant brick wall. Brutal. (laughs) Um... I mean, I don't regret paying for it because I, I still, like, I enjoyed those, you know, first 12 levels or whatever. Um, and I love the, I think it's really charming. Yeah, I love the aesthetic, a a, like, a lot. Uh, and I would, yeah, like you were saying, Zach, like, um, I forget what game you were saying it about, but that Alan Hazelden might do well to, like, have just twice as many levels in his game so you could enjoy the game for longer if you suck at puzzle solving. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of... So, come up with whatever word you want to come up with to describe the set of game designers that is Michael Bro, Alan Hazelden, maybe John Blow, let's say. Yeah, I would, like, put, I would put him in that category. That, that it is anathema to them to do the same thing twice or to make two things in a game that are the same thing except one has a bigger number or whatever. Like, I think that you could take a lot of the stuff that they invent as a result of constraining themselves to that, like, sort of... what what I, 
I think of it as an ethical thing on on their part where they don't want to waste your time. They believe that they would be wasting the player's time to well, and and they want the game to be edifying. Yeah. So when but, you did but, math homework though, they had you multiply two numbers together and they weren't the same two numbers, but they were it was all multiplication and it's it's like Drills. Well, so it's like it's like it's like the blow Hazelden ethic is. But once you've done one multiplication problem, you understand multiplication. So well, that's on, right. You do that's more. Not how, you that's do not more how than one to work. make sure that yeah, to to make sure that you didn't get that first one just by chance. To make sure that you actually do understand it, and so that. And that's not even what I mean so much as like hey, here's the example I have. What if there was a game that was eight six eight hack except. Without permadeath, and you leveled up over time, and enemies got harder, and it just had like a castle at the end that you had to get into and beat a boss, and it took like an hour. That wouldn't be as good a game as 868 Hack, certainly from a like elegance of design standpoint, but it'd be fucking great. It would be really fun to play that game a couple times. Do you not think that you level up in 868? You. The monsters get harder by the virtue of there being more. By there being more of it. But I mean, like. Uh, what I'm talking about is take take the the sort of fine art mechanics of a game like this and just make some popcorn with it. Yeah. And like you know, because there's nothing like unethical about a hidden object game. You know, it's a thing that you can just play and be satisfied with because it's like kind of nice to just like knit, mm. you know? And that's kind of what a like progression power fantasy RPG can be, and right. that's fine. Yeah, and like I, you know, I mean, maybe just somebody I, else needs to make these games, but it, but it's it, yeah, like I, I think someone maybe someone could do well by taking that idea and running with it, but also like I think I, I value the the John Blows of the world specifically because that's their ethos. Oh, absolutely, and there are. Lots of power fantasy games that are just there to like yep. give you the the popcorn. But I want, I, like, I would like to play more Galaxy Express. But I think I've solved all the puzzles that I'm capable of solving, and I just wish there were some more easy ones yeah. to play so that I could play some more of that game. And I don't feel like it would be a waste of my time. How much of that? How much of your enjoyment of that game do you feel like was the edifying part of it? None. Okay. I mean, I don't. That is not true with Steven Sausage Roll, right? Like, because you every, hated the aesthetic of Steven every, well, Sausage I hated Roll. the aesthetic of Steven Sausage Roll, but uh, uh, and and it's kind of like actively unpleasant to play. Just the number of times you're like, oh, I want to do this thing, but I can't because of the rules of the game, which is what makes it challenging. But it was very satisfying to beat a level in a way that it's like not satisfying to like beat another monster in a JRPG, but like you. Like, there can be both of those things in the world. And, and like, I would, I guess there's a part of me that's interested to see, like, if somebody hired Michael Bro to make, like, an exploitative, <laughs> like, dopamine hit RPG, what it would be like. Cause I bet it'd be great. I bet I would like it a lot. He would hate it. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. You know, you're right that it's good that there are people like that in the world because they, find things that are new as opposed to like retreading old territory because it's 
proven to be satisfying, right? But it's okay to retread the territory that they're trailblazing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I absolutely think, like, there's room for somebody to take the 868 hack mechanics, probably retheme it a bit so it's because, you know, you don't own the rights to that IP and make a, a story-driven game out of it, or at least a content-driven game out of it. Yeah. Do you try to make a roguelike with an even smaller board? Yeah. Em- em- embrolio. Tic-tac-toe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is different every time. Permadeath? There's definitely permadeath, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, shit. Like, the whole <laughs> world gets destroyed, right? That's, like, you can't, right. like, reuse a tic-tac-toe board. Right, yep. Huh. Hmm. I mean, you can save scum if you, do like, you, do it on a chalkboard. <laughs> are you populating the world with creatures in tic-tac-toe? Like, what is what is this, What is the mm. narrative of tic-tac-toe? Kissers and huggers? Yeah, it's like, it's orcs and zorns, <laughs> I guess? <laughs> I don't know what an X is in NetHack. Yeah, the the lowercase X is the, the insect, and the uppercase X is the zorn. Okay. Those are the ones that can tunnel through the ground. Yeah. Well, they should be able to just tunnel outside the game board and win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just go three turns. So as long as the Zorn goes first, the Zorn always wins. Right. (laughs) Riff, have you played any video Um, games? I messed around with like an incremental clicker game called uh, Clickpocalypse 2. It's it's okay. It's 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 an idle game. It's okay. it's uh, it's nothing fancy. It's it's like D and D themed. So you've got a party of four guys that automatically run around through dungeons, killing stuff, and every now and then a thing pops up that says, "Hey, you've earned enough XP that one of your guys can level." So you click one of them and he levels, <laughs> and then you minimize the window again. But eh, it's all right if you if you want one of those running in the background. Um, I also played a. Uh, uh, a little bit of uh, there was a Kickstarter a while ago for let me check this guy's name uh, Nathan Curtis uh, did a uh, Kickstarter for a little uh, sort of a mini MIT style puzzle hunt called What's That Spell and that came out recently and I think you can probably get it off his website which I don't we can sort of hear you or if you're being well, wrong, sorry. Edit again. <laughs> you'll you'll have to wait and listen to uh listen to it when you edit it. Then were you talking about the Kickstarter yes. for what's that spell? The pu- yeah, it's like yeah. a little puzzle hunt. And Kevin uh, and I. Yeah, have you guys too. have you been playing it? No, I got the I got the like envelope yeah. with the stuff in it. I I went to print out the puzzles and I printed the first one and it. Printed one page, but on top of that page, I had accidentally left the envelope full of the props, and so that got oh, sucked no. into the printer. <laughs> and then it that just made okay. it didn't hurt anything. It just made the print job stop, and then I never finished printing out the rest <laughs> of the puzzles. So the first, the first, uh, yeah, page the first puzzle, that, is, yeah. yeah, is still just sitting in, is sitting in my printer tray at home. It's pretty good. It, you oh. you should get around to looking at it. There's. I've I've solved one puzzle in it that was there's like a uh, gods and pantheons puzzle that was pretty interesting and and not is that a kind of puzzle? No, that's the theme of the puzzle. It's it's sort of a um, okay. 
the type of puzzle that it is is sort of a less complex duck conundrum. Uh, but it's it it, okay. it all fits to like every step fits together really nicely. It, it it's evident that he put some put some real thought into it. Is duck conundrum a thing that means anything outside of the Probably MIT not. mystery hunt no. culture? Okay, so tell me if I'm wrong or unchar. Don't don't tell me if I'm uncharitable because I'm gonna be. Uh, duck conundrum is. Like a really complicated, tedious set of instructions that you have to follow, and then the end state of you following those instructions is the solution yeah, to the puzzle. Much. Yeah. Okay. They're often about ducks when Dan right. Katz writes them. Yeah. <clears throat> They're often about cats when Dan <laughs> Ducks writes them. Yep. It's uh, it's it's got a lot of like rules and. You, ha- you basically have to read the whole thing through once without doing anything because there will be things like, oh, by the way, you shouldn't have done anything on step two because that was just a that was just a joke. That kind of stuff where it will in- like change it will change itself later in the document. And if you weren't if you didn't notice that, then ev- your whole state is off and you have to go back and do the whole thing again. Like that urban legend about that like military obedience test or whatever that's like read, that? read the read this whole test before answering yeah, any of the yeah. questions and then like the last question is like don't answer any of the questions just turn it in right now yeah. So. yep um yeah that's how and that's how uh, that's how will smith became a man <laughs> in black <laughs> uh but yeah there's and that that puzzle uh was pretty straightforward and but there's there's another one that is sort of in there's like a puzzle in two parts that are separate but then you you combine the results to get the the actual answer to the puzzle and i breezed through like the one half of it and have basically no idea how to start the other half so the the difficulties are are kind of all over but uh yeah it's it's pretty cool do you ever go to puzzle i have i have a tendency to um not be able to remember wear my mind on my sleeve. I, I, I never remember that it's because it's like what, like the second Tuesday of the month or something, and that's and that that's is, just yeah. not a day that I'm going to remember. You know, like like the the remember the remember second the second Tuesday of every, of every month, month including <laughs> November. Yeah, the, I mean when the, when the second Tuesday of the month happens, that there's nothing memorable about that that causes me to think, oh, I should go to Puzzle Pint. And so I end up doing the same stuff that I do every day instead. Speaking of which, we're not doing – this is not anything to do with that in anybody's mind except my own. Uh, but I, I have to uh, help run Puzzle Pint next week because Kevin's not going to be in town. But Kevin's also not going to be in town next Wednesday and there's no good way to reschedule. So we're just going to skip next week's show. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm ruining oh, no. it. We'll miss you. You can just listen to this podcast again. Mm-hmm. You can listen no, to it backwards. We'll have two weeks to do a terrible assignment. <laughs> Would uh, well, but it doesn't come out until the middle of. It doesn't come out until like the day before the next show. Anyway, would be. We're getting ahead. Of a terrible sentence. Uh, and Good. then cut out what you just cut said. out what I just said, but yeah. not m- me saying that. <laughs> no, <clears throat> Jim. Yeah, did you play any video games, James? So, I um, was really curious 
about Ocarina of Time and how I felt about it now. Okay. So I, um, first I created a new character in Breath of the Wild and played through like the, the intro plateau, which still holds up. I still like it a lot, even knowing that like, um, there's just arbitrary gating preventing you from climbing down from the plateau. Um, and then I started a new character in Ocarina of Time, which I had last played in like 2011. Um, did you I, beat it then? Yes. Mm. And I liked it, um, at the time. And I think that was around the time that I was, um, like I had just given up on, on, um, Skyward Sword as being, you know, just the, what we were complaining about earlier with Nintendo just taking forever to start because it's teaching you everything. Is Skyward Sword the one where you get to become flat in the... No, game? that's... A, no, no, that's yeah. A Link Between Worlds. That's on the GBA, yeah, and that was, was really good. And that was that's the other one made by the same team who made Pokemon Picross oh, really? and Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm making I'm making shit up. Um, but it but it has like the the philosophy that that like apparently has gotten to some parts of Nintendo and not other others because they're still producing. I don't remember how that game started though. I do. Um, Link Between Worlds starts with um, like like five minutes of linear, you have to go here and follow this character. And I remember being really irritated by this. Mm. Um, and then almost immediately after that, like five or 10 minutes later, it opens up and you can go anywhere in the world. Although you have to go certain places to advance the, the plot. Right. Um, and Ocarina of Time is actually kind of the same as that. Like I, I got a couple of dungeons in, um, the, it's pretty heavily gated, especially at the beginning, but it only takes like 15 minutes to get to the first dungeon. And I'm reminded that like the, the dungeons used to be by far the best part of a 3d Zelda. Right. Um, and I think those still hold up. I think those are still good. So it's like in the Deku tree, right? Like that's the first dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it kicks you out into the world and, um, it's really remarkable how, like, and by contrast to my memories of this game, how small and empty the world is. Yeah. There's not a whole lot going on. There's, There's not like a whole lot there. Six and like, or eight locations and then a handful of little things in between. Right. And not just that, <laughs> but, like, it's also really heavily gated even then. And it's gated by, like, adventure game style puzzles where you have to, like, use a certain item in an unintuitive way. Um, in order to advance the plot, mm. it's it's kind of like I I don't remember it being I don't, this I don't, like. Can you give me an example? Obtuse. I don't remember that. Uh, Riff, were you asking for an example? Yeah. I didn't quite hear that. <laughs> uh so things like um, in in order to enter the fish dungeon, you have to, or the 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 whale dungeon in the Zora zone, you have to like drop a bottled fish in front okay. of it. Um, or like in order to, um, get the, uh, the Goron King to give you the Goron bracelet, you need to play Saria's song at him. And his reaction to this is just to get excited and start dancing. And he's like, he, he, he is depressed and you have to cheer him up that way. Things like that. And it, are they it's not, like, are they not clued? That seems like there, I'm, I'm sure there are oh, clues right, that I missed, read it. like, but <laughs> I was reading things. You have to read things in this game. It's really annoying. 
But also, like, I had played this game before, so what I was doing was uh, I was remembering what I did. And so, like, from back like when you could still read. Reading. Yeah, back when I could. You were yeah. reading your own mind. Reading the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, I definitely, I feel like Ocarina of Time holds up really poorly nowadays, yeah. especially like, especially compared to the new Zelda, which is continuously like, has, has continuously impressed me, except in the parts where it is like the old 3D Zeldas. Um, and I, uh, I played a game called Snake Pass, um, which is a, it's basically a, a rare style collectathon platformer, but with, but you play a snake, and the control scheme for the snake is really oh, interesting. Right. I haven't figured out if it's I, good I'm yet. I'm kind of interested in in seeing that because I I remember when they first announced it, and they announced it as a a 3D platformer with no jumping. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. what I hate yep. about 3D platformers. I'm in. <laughs> oh, you um, might hate this too. We'll see. Um, so I'm going to describe the control scheme, and I don't expect you to absorb it. Because, like, I still haven't, <laughs> having played this game for a couple of hours, but um, the left stick moves your head around, um, but doesn't propel you forward. Like, it moves your head around uh, on, like, while your the kind of your body stays in position. So just sort of like it adjusts your neck muscles. Yeah, but that doesn't end up driving you forward. Right, and then there's a button to make you to drive you forward. And if you move your head left and right while you do that, you go faster. Okay. okay. You can also turn using the stick when you're moving forward. Um, there is a button to raise your head. Um, and this only raises your head as much as like as, as much as you can move your head left and right. Okay. Um, so like it, you know, effectively you're move, moving your head on your neck with your body in place. So the left stick is only cares about left and right. Uh, I think so. I think forward and back don't do anything. I could be wrong. Um, and then there is a button for a bird to, it's a toggle for a bird to come and pick up your tail. <laughs> okay. And I haven't figured out how you use this actually, because like, like you certainly can't like cross gaps like that. Cause your bot, your head falls down into the gap and your, your bird can only lift your tail. Even if you're lifting your head. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's a button that I haven't figured out what this does in a physical sense, but if you are wrapped around an object, it tightens your grip on it. It makes you wrap more tightly. Can you grab the bird? No. Um, you can only like grab in the sense of like wrapping around something. So you can climb, um, a pole by wrapping around the pole and then do you lift your head up onto yourself? And then you've got a little spiral going. Yeah, that's how you do stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that's um, neat. And the platforming aspect of this game comes in like manipulating, like you 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 can move around on flat ground, and that happens sometimes. But like climbing, um, climbing these lattices. Um, okay. Where you're you're wrapping yourself around. You like yeah. Interleave between the different bits or whatever yeah 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 huh. and that stuff is it's like it's definitely keeping my attention um and figuring out how to move the snake around is fun but i am not sure that it is going to keep being fun when i am fluent in it the way that like a 
you know, the, the way that a Mario is continue continues to be fun when you're good at it. If you are wrapped around a pole and you yeah. summon the bird, yeah, can you move your head so that your head is now on top of the bird? I don't think so. Can you lift? Can the will the bird lift you up the pole as a unit? I haven't really figured out what the bird does. I'm really curious about this bird. <laughs> May I mean? Have you entertained the possibility that maybe it's just like your buddy? It's definitely like like the the game paints this bird as your friend. If you uh, so <laughs> so it's a snake and a bird, and are you solving puzzles? You're collecting things. So okay. like there's an there's a few kinds of collectibles, and I think I I haven't really I'm not really sure about this, but I think one of them makes you grow longer. Okay, which helps with climbing because sure. Um. Well, yeah, obviously. Um. Uh, How I, much of you can extend over a gap before you fall down? Like half. Like center of mass, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's the three objects you need to finish a level and leave. And then there's like five, they call them, they're coins, basically. And then those are just like Bonuses. especially difficult yeah. uh, to get to items. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's structured like a... Uh, like a Mario 64 kind of a game where you it, it, it's just about moving around these environments and collecting items but it's new in that like you're moving around in a really weird way I like it yeah it's it's pretty uh what's it called again snake pass and I don't know what the pass means is are you does it take place in like a like a pass between mountains that's called Snake Pass? It takes place in kind of like an abstract like Mayan temple formation floating in the sky. Hmm. Which is not really I, w- I wouldn't really call that a between mountains. Maybe the other controller controls the bird and you're supposed to pass oh. controllers back and forth. I'll have to try that. Do we ready? Do we ready to talk Should, the assignment, sure. gents? Yeah. So I played this for, I think, two minutes, and there was nothing about it that made me want to wow, keep playing. Oh, it's it. really so good. I just what? Stopped. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It is basically more metro. It's like Metroid. It's so Ooh, good. Wow! I man, did it not put its best foot forward like you not get the first like the first three screens (laughs) that's the i i went to probably 20 rooms and saw two different enemies and i was like the writing is the writing is boring and all i want to do is skip through text like it the the art is fine this seems fine but like i would rather play something that is more interesting like that was like i just Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I I couldn't really get into it either. So w- one one question I have for you guys is: Did you play it? What difficulty did you play normal. it on? Yeah. Normal. Okay, that's interesting. I had I, I had read online a reaction of something along the lines of um, this game being like Dark Souls, and I'm wondering how difficult it is on because I played it on easy or whatever okay. you call the easy difficulty, um, and it was really easy, and I'm wondering like. Like, at least there would have been something to engage with if I had increased the difficulty, but also I didn't really care enough to, so... I found I found the boss fights to be pretty hard. I often have to to try them 
four or yeah. five times. Okay. Also, the keyboard mapping, and maybe you can change this, but the keyboard mapping is like the most counterintuitive thing. Do you want to be moving with your left hand? I. Because, like, no, I think that I. So it's it's using WASD as a cluster of buttons but well, yeah the q w e a s d uh, your yeah but it has you buttons. it has you jump with your ring finger which just mm. can't that's not a thing uh, yeah does it not have know. controller yeah, options yeah that, that didn't bother yeah. me yeah it did i just didn't have a controller plugged in and i knew i was only dedicating two <laughs> yeah. minutes to this game <laughs> and i didn't want to spend 30 <laughs> 30 it's, seconds uh, of it man you should you should should, should I? I mean, really it just good. there was just nothing to differentiate it. Like I, I don't, I don't know. It's it's the level design is is pretty good, and the the enemies are interesting and hard. Uh, you know what it kind of felt like is it kind of felt like Risk of Rain, which people assure me is an amazing game, but. I it just every room looked exactly the same. I didn't really like Risk of Rain either. There's I feel like the environments seem pretty varied and there's definitely some environmental stuff like there's parts yeah. where you're underwater and there's parts where I mean it's it, they're they're the, varied the in the way that like from from the perspective that, of someone like, who loved super it. Metroid's like what, environments what, what was your experience? Varied. I mean you it, they're not very different from room to yeah. room but the areas are very distinct. Agreed. Yeah. Um, like, I want to hear like what you would have to say if you weren't like trying to defend this game from someone who didn't like it, or to someone who didn't like it, or to someone <laughs> who didn't like it, to to someone. So I I liked that as I was going along, I would be seeing these areas that um, I was pretty sure I was able to get yeah. into later when I got some new capability. There were a bunch of places um, where. It- I I was wearing a, a ring that cut, makes the con- yeah that makes the, makes noise, the noise and the controller vibrates when you're in a room with something secret, and I got into the habit pretty quick of like if I couldn't tell what it was then I'd pull up the map and take a picture of it with my phone so that I'd remember to go back. Oh, later. that's clever. That was one of my that was one of my complaints was that there was nothing on the map other than the yeah it does I wanted yeah. like do- doors it doesn't and I wish give I could you mark, that little the map dot little like bit. it does in Super Metroid that changes when you've got whatever's in the room yeah that yeah. would have been nice but what's what's an example what are some examples of like abilities you get I just got the ability to turn into a cat so that must yeah be that's sort of like places. the same okay. as Morph Ball. The, um, the there's a right. uh, there's a midair dash you eventually get that sort of lets you increase your uh, double jump into a double jump plus uh, about half the screen distance. Your your um your weapon like your uh, bow gets more and more sort of different charge levels yeah. and that speeds up. And there the actually the first. Um, the first boss monster, like the caterpillar, caterpillar girl monster, uh, if you beat her without taking any damage, she drops a thing that adds poison to your arrows, which is pretty useful. Huh. You can also yeah buy that later. later. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot about I forgot that 
I forgot that you had said that the bosses drop stuff if you don't take damage, but I don't think I could have beaten any of these bosses. I managed to do it uh, with the first four bosses I fought, but then, but like the next boss after that, I tried it a few times, like, well, this isn't going to (laughs) happen, and just sort of gave up trying that. Yeah, like, I, yeah, that's, they're, they're hard enough where that's, I, I'm usually just barely alive when I finally do defeat one of the bosses, so. And so when you when you say don't take any damage, can can you inflict damage to yourself? Because there's the like the that miss right. or whatever. Right. I I like, did not test that out thoroughly, so I'm not sure. Damage. But I did accidentally poison myself on the little puffs of poison that come out of your arrows a couple of times, and that did deny me. So, so I bet oh, that whoa. does. Actually, that's that's yeah. interesting. Because there's that item that heals you if you're poisoned. I haven't. F- I, where is that? I I found a I found a uh, like a a rotten. I think I bought it. Did one of the from vendors vendor? have it? Okay, I may have to go around again and look because I found a. Uh, uh, there's a thing you can do that will give you a uh, a rotting bellflower that just lets you poison yourself. Yeah. Oh, whoa. That's so I, I was like, I saw that. I was like, so, well, what the fuck is this for? <laughs> there must be a thing that that does bonus if you're poisoned, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's a bunch of cool items in it that obviously have neat interactions that we're just <laughs> discovering now. Um, the It's got a really interesting system for, like, healing, right? So you find these bellflowers, and it's got three charges but every time you ring a bell to like get a save point, it refills the charges of the bellflower, and you can find more and more bellflowers. So you can like, have more and more charges of yeah. it to use. They're basically like the Estus flasks in a Souls game. Oh, okay. Uh, but except there's uh, there's other consumables besides those that also work the same way, which is which is interesting. Huh. So every every consumable is a yeah. rechargeable consumable. Everything that I found so far. Mm. Yeah. And so you you slot them in. You can have like three sort of hot keyed. Uh, yeah, you have use. like three, you have three slots for the recharging consumables and two slots for just uh, passive passive just effects. Passives. Yeah. yeah, and the like at least one of the abilities, the ability to change into a cat, is actually uh, one of those. It's like a it fits in one of your active slots, so you have to you, you have that there in order to be able to swap back and forth. But you don't like if you're going to be yeah. in one form, you don't need to have it there. So you can and just you can you can yeah you can juggle swap them back and forth freely. It's not like a thing that you can only do at at uh, save points or anything. Yeah, save points, right? Yeah, that would have been. It feels really friendly to me. Yeah, in a lot of ways. So, in in that way, is it probably is not yeah. very Dark Soulsy. Uh, I think the having the 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 casual difficulty level is very not dark souls uh, as well okay. um and I, I think it's cool like if you're into the the writing and the art um to to have that there but i wasn't, yeah, I, so. I i don't really get yeah, the people calling it dark souls story uh comparison i i guess kind of it, it has that sort of dark souls moodiness and it's got the things that are like estus flasks mm-hmm. but that's that's really the only resemblance i see to it Have you been finding those bugs? Yeah, I've got 
17 of the 20 and I've I found one oh. more but I don't wow. know how to get to it. <laughs> oh, huh. Interesting. Can you Yeah, smell? they're 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 hard to see though. It is it is a T-shaped Tetris block of white pixels. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. And yeah, I just now started noticing the like pressure plates on the ground which are causing like yeah traps to go off and stuff it seemed even in the tiny amount of time that i spent with it it's one of those games where i'm going to be frustrated with the inability to tell like ground clutter sprites from important objects that is not usually the case there there was at least one place where there was a hidden secret platform that looked like it was just part of the background Mm. was that supposed to be a puzzle i think so yeah because it was it led to one of those like collectible the the collectible bugs also activate that noisemaker ring so yeah so oh, do if you're okay. if you're concerned about those then then that is a solution for that i should give this another shot with yeah, the controller I, I can't imagine trying to play it on i mean i don't play a lot of keyboard driven games but uh if you feel like it's pretty it's awkward i i don't think you need to give it another shot zach i think it's <laughs> Oh, no, this riff made me feel guilty. <laughs> okay. I just, I got into it. Like, I, I really like, you know, yeah, Metroid. Yeah. So. I mean, I loved... So, uh, I spent it, like 15 minutes on it, and I beat the first boss. So, like, you can get a pretty good sense of, I think, what the game is like in that amount of time, and that, like, if that's the case. Axiom Verge. Yeah? I got super into Axiom Verge. Yeah. Like, that seemed great in a way that this seemed just very... I don't know. I I also thought the like cave story was really boring. Mm-hmm. Like something about this like cute. How much of it do you think is just the look and feel of it? Yeah, I don't I'm know. Maybe maybe the... a lot of it that just does nothing for me. Like yeah. if it were the story is is just kind of whatever. I feel like I'm not I'm not particularly moved yeah, by it. It's a I mean if like I had been fighting lot, skeletons. Yeah. There are some skeletons later on. They're actually, off. they're pretty cool. They don't show up until pretty late though. Yeah, I've not, I've not encountered. That's the exact wrong thing to do with skeletons. <laughs> Early and often, <laughs> front load skeletons. Do you prefer skeletons that then like get more and more like fleshy throughout the mm, game, or would you prefer? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. No, I like them to have skeleton. better and better. I like for them to have better yeah, and better yeah. equipment as the game goes by. Do you pref- would you prefer that they get skeletons of like more and more complicated monsters like? Oh sure, yeah. Skeletons of like centaur skeletons. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see a skeleton progression where the first one is just a skeleton, just a human skeleton, and then the second one is a skeleton with another skeleton piggybacking on his shoulders, and then the next Uh one is like two skeletons carrying a third skeleton in a fireman's carry, and and just every one like adds another, adds one more skeleton. As you go up the, until you're yeah, just fighting yeah, just like a, a pyramid exactly, of Chinese yes, acrobat or, skeletons, or like a, or or like Cheer the skeleton team. version of uh, Legion from from the Castlevania games. <laughs> okay, I would just take like fighting some animal skeletons. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that. The gravehounds and Dishonored are kind of hmm. those are more zombie dogs though. Yeah, if they've got skin dripping from them, that doesn't count. Okay. 
What if it's not really dripping? Yeah. There's there's a bunch it's of ghost dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. there's dogs and there's those weird Well, okay. I don't ghost, I don't want to go away, animal but ghost there's like a not, sort of no, a ghost duck. Like classical skeletons except a dog. Is that, is that yeah, the boss, the boss thing? thing, and then there's a sort of recurring reference to it later on, where there's just like smaller heads of that. <laughs> huh. <laughs> like if a Stalfos had a pet dog. Hmm. Okay. Those are the skeletons from Legend of Zelda. Like the one on the webpage for this podcast. Right. Why is it called yeah, Stalfos? I, I don't know. Why is anything called anything in there? <coughs> what a would a skeleton dog have a problem because he's made out so of the bones? I... Mm, he's constantly trying yeah. to gnaw on his own Chase leg. Chase his own tail. I had mm. heard that Moblin is a portmanteau of goblin and the Monster. Japanese word yeah, for forest. Yeah, it's like the Japanese okay. word for forest or something. Yeah, I heard that too. And so I'm wondering, and I've also heard it pronounced mal. Or spelled, no, I haven't heard it. I've seen it spelled Moblin. Moblin. And so I'm wondering if Bokoblin in the new Zelda Hmm. is a similar thing. Uh, Well, what's our next assignment, Jim? Uh, You guys, I'm going on a nostalgia trip and I'm dragging (laughs) you all with me. We'll be playing Ukulele, which um, releases on the 11th, so you got to wait a little bit. Um, What's the uh, information about that? About what? What's, What's the four one one? What's ukulele? Oh, it's a. And it's, when's it out? It is a uh, banjo kazooie style collectathon platformer by the um, same, the, same by place. the X Rare people okay. who the people who made banjo kazooie and then quit. So this is like Donkey Kong Country, uh, 3D. No, mm, do you pick up rings. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the pickups are. There's they're, a, this, they're definitely you're some carrying pickups. somebody around like. Like they're a backpack? Uh, I believe there's some of that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, you get some of their special... Like, effectively, you are both of them. Yuka right. and Laylee. Okay. Um, Is this, like, a Lilo and Stitch kind of situation? I have never saw that. Me neither. So I don't know what I would do with the information <laughs> if you gave it to me. Are those both both Linux boot... Uh, pr- one boot is a Hawaiian... Programs? Little Hawaiian girl, and one is an alien. Okay. And the alien is all cute and cuddly, but which then one, turns into a deadly weapon. It's actually like a. It's actually like which a one weapon. loads Linux? <laughs> oh. You're thinking of Wally. Okay, Wally runs Linux. Okay. Remember uh, that 3D movie at Disney World where the alien burps in your face? Yeah. And it sprays a bad smell. Yep. That's, it's that's the fourth great. dimension. <laughs> this Ford 4D movie experience. Mm-hmm. Or at the 40 movie experience yeah, where they just play 40 movies. 40 this movie is presented in Feel Around. When we saw Shrek 4D at Universal Studios a couple months ago, I was certain going in that the fourth dimension was going to be farts, that Shrek was going to fart, and then they would put a bad smell in the in the theater. Didn't happen. Well, really? That seems like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. What Was it uh, mist? Yeah, I think it was mist, yeah. Was it a, mist, the, a f- fart mist? Did the mist smell really bad? Yeah. No, it just smelled like water. Hmm. Like fart water? Shrek Shrek anoints you. <laughs> he traces the shape of an L in your forehead with holy water. <laughs> okay. You guys, you know who this episode of uh, Video Games Hot Dog was brought to us by? Alexa Siri. 
generous Patreon backer Alexis Siri, among others, such as Sherry Turkle, reality show hoodwink, <laughs> uh, Mean Cheese, Logitech, uh, Meaty Driver, <laughs> Many Driver's Sister, <laughs> Tina, Tina Tweenberg, Chivo, Shannon O'Camp. Good. You get tickled by these, Jim. Yeah, I do. I do. It's good good stuff. Uh, Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 282 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we get back together real soon to record episode number 283. And listeners, I hope hope you'll join us (laughs) in two weeks. Don't forget to do your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And until you and until you do your taxes again, cockaboo boo boo liya. Cockaboo boo boo liya. Have a great cockaboo boo boo liya. Good night.